in the name of Jesus Christ. You don't have to be here to receive it. Receive it wherever you are right now. Receive your miracle. Receive your miracle. Receive your miracle. Receive your miracle. Things are happening right now. Men are being set free. Women are being set free. Captivities are turned around. That stronghold that has held you captive is broken and shattered to pieces. In the name of Jesus Christ, from the crown of your head to the source of your feet, you are loosed by the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Wow, I'm so excited. I'm so blessed for what God has started doing right now in the life of his people. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We give a price. We give a price. We give a price. Hallelujah. Well, more of the power, more of these prophetic words are coming to you as we go into scriptures for the part two of last Sunday's message. Growing in love, part two. Growing in love, part two. Hallelujah. We establish the fact that if you are not growing in love, you are classified as a carnal Christian. And the danger of a carnal Christian is this. The carnal Christian cannot receive from the Lord. The carnal Christian will walk in spiritual blindness. The carnal Christian will remain in the regions of afflictions, in the region of sicknesses and diseases. That is the reason why sometimes when you see Christians behaving certain ways, don't be surprised. It's just a proof that they are still in carnality. They haven't yet grown out of the babyhood of Christianity. And because they have not yet grown out of the babyhood of Christianity, they are behaving that way. Hallelujah. So, let's look at Second First Corinthians chapter two. We looked at we looked at that scripture last week. Let's look at it again. First First Corinthians two verse fourteen. First Corinthians chapter two verse fourteen. Praise the Lord. Please invite your friends to be partakers of the word of life. The power of God is manifesting this morning so strongly, and I believe everyone. That has been believing God for miracles. That miracle that you have been believing God for, receive it right now. You don't need to shake. You don't need to fall down. Just receive it. Just receive it. Just receive that miracle. Receive that miracle. Receive that miracle. Receive it in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. I know God is doing something in your lives. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. He said, but the natural man received not the things of the spirit. The word natural means carnal. Fleshly man, the man that is governed by his flesh, that is ruled by his flesh, cannot receive what? Spiritual things. Cannot receive the things of the spirit, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. You see, he cannot receive them. And he cannot know them. That is the danger of not growing in love. If you are not growing in love, number one, you cannot receive the things of the spirit. 
Number two, you cannot know them. Please write this as a comment. If a Christian is not walking in love, he cannot receive the things of the Spirit, neither can he know them. Now, I told you last Sunday, it doesn't mean that this Christian cannot manifest spiritual gifts. He can manifest spiritual gifts. We saw that last week, that when it came to spiritual gifts, no church was number one. Beside uh, uh, the church in Corinthians. The church in Corinthians, they did not lack. They were not last. They probably were the first when it came to spiritual gifts. Yet Paul called them carnal. He said, I couldn't speak to you as spiritual. He called them baby Christians. So, somebody manifesting spiritual gifts doesn't make him able to receive the things of the Spirit. Now, the, the things of the Spirit are referring to his personal development. Now, it will interest you to know that spiritual gifts is for the profit of the entire church. As you minister those gifts to those people, but for you to be transformed, for you to walk in the miraculous, you also have to learn how to receive with your spirit. That is why if you if we watch carefully in some prophetic meetings, that the prophet himself has to go to another prophet to receive directions. Most of them haven't yet grown up to the point where they can hear from God for themselves. But because we don't observe these things, anybody manifesting spiritual gifts will classify them as mature Christians. So you see some Christians will go to some churches where these gifts are not manifesting and they will think that the man of God is not spiritual. Because when I went there, can you imagine, this is my first day coming to this church and he couldn't see anything about my life. He couldn't see anything about my children. In fact, he didn't even know, he, he doesn't have eyes, he can't see. I mean, why should I be in this church? Uh, let me go to where they can constantly be seeing things in case the enemy is coming, the man of God will see let me tell you something. Spiritual gifts doesn't make a man of God matured. If it was, Paul would have praised the church in Corinthians. The church in Corinthians wouldn't have been involved in certain carnalities. Remember 1 Corinthians chapter 5? He said, there is fornication among you that is not even common among the Gentiles. <laughs> that was a record setting in the church in Corinthians. He said, I couldn't call you spiritual. He says, you are carnal. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, so, so write this down. A carnal Christian or a Christian who is not walking in love cannot receive the things of the Spirit, that is number one. Number two, he cannot know them. So this is, the this is one of the, the more reasons why we must strive every day to walk in the God kind of love. We, we must strive every day to develop the God kind of love. Why? So that we will be able to receive the things of the Spirit. We will be able to know the things of the Spirit.
Hallelujah. We'll be able to do what? To receive the things of the Spirit and to know the things of the Spirit. Now, if you look at verse 15, verse 15 of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. Look at what this look at what the scripture says. It says, But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. Praise the Lord. He said, But he that is spiritual, he that is spiritual, he does what? He judges all things. He that is spiritual judges all things. So it takes spirituality. To judge all things. If you are not spiritual, you don't have the capacity to judge. That's why Jesus even said this. That judge so that you will not be judged. In fact, for you to judge, you must be spiritual. If you are not spiritual, your judgment will be carnal and you will end up being judged yourself. Hallelujah. But I see men and women from this day becoming spiritual. I see men and women from this day able to receive the things of the Spirit. I see men and women from this day able to know the things of the Spirit. I see it happening because God is transforming us by the power of His Word. The scripture says, And the light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. And the light shines in darkness. And darkness comprehended it not. Hallelujah. I see you transformed by the power of God's word. I see you lose from carnality. I see that demonic power over your soul broken and destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. I see those chains that the enemy has put upon your spiritual soul. Those chains that the enemy has used to change your soul. I see those chains broken on their own accord, destroyed completely in the name of Jesus Christ. You are loosed by the power of the Holy Ghost in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. If we believe it, type, I receive it in Jesus' name. If we believe it, type, I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To walk in the prophetic for yourself, you must enter into the realm of love. Listen carefully. Please put it as a comment. To walk in the prophetic for your life, that you must enter into the God kind of love. You must start walking. You must begin to walk in the God kind of love. You must come to a point of being transformed by the God kind of love. If you want to walk in the prophetic for your life, I'm not talking about prophetic running around telling people what is wrong with them. I'm talking about walking in the prophetic for your life. Walking in the prophetic for your life. And it will, it will amaze you that every one of us, we are prophets of our own destinies. You are the prophet of your life. You are the prophet of your destiny. You determine what happened in your life. You can prophesy over your life. You can give word of knowledge concerning your life. You can receive word of knowledge concerning your life, word of wisdom concerning your life. You can, you, you can receive the gift of faith for your life. 
Hallelujah. You can prophesy over your destiny. You can receive the, the gift of tongues and interpretations of tongues. Hallelujah. You can receive discerning of spirits for your own life. These gifts of the spirit can manifest in your own private life. You can receive that. You can come to a point of knowing things in your spirit. So you are a prophet of your destiny. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The natural man cannot receive. The natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit. That is dangerous. That is why as Christians, we have to strive every day to grow. As Christians, we must be willing to grow. Growing is part of our walk in God. Growing in love is part of our walk with God. Now, if you go to Romans chapter 8, that is the danger part of not walking in love. Romans chapter 8. The danger of not walking in love. Romans chapter 8. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Now, remember this, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 14. But the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. The word natural there means a man that is ruled by his flesh. A man that is what? Ruled by his flesh. A man that is governed by the flesh. A man that is fleshly. You know, he, he, he walked by the five senses. He walked by what he can see, not by faith, not by the word of God. He walked by what he feels. He walked by what he can smell. He walked by what he can see naturally. This man is not spiritual and he's very dangerous. He's a dangerous man. This man is almost, is almost behaving like an unbeliever. So if you really look at Romans chapter 8 verse 5, he says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. The only way to come to a point where you are pursuing the things of the spirit is to walk in love. Hallelujah. Remember when we started our teachings, we said this. When you walk in the spirit, when you walk in love, you are walking in the spirit. When the scripture says we should walk in the spirit so that we will not forfeit the lacks of the flesh, he was talking about love, walking in love. You see, walking in love will produce perseverance, will produce kindness, tenderness of heart. Walking in love will bring you to a point where you are quick to forgive, even if they don't say sorry to you. Amen. Please write that as a comment. Put that down so that you will not forget. Walking in love will bring you to a place of forgiveness. Even if they don't say sorry to you. You won't be waiting for people to say sorry to you. You will forgive before they will say sorry. Hallelujah. That is where we are all striving to get to. You, we get to that point where nobody says sorry to you, but you are forgiven. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. You are not waiting for them to say sorry. You are just forgiving them. You are just forgiven. Praise the Lord. Please share with your friends. Invite your friends to be part. Share on your timeline. Hallelujah. So walking in the spirit. When the scripture says walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lacks of the flesh. He was talking about walking in love because earlier on in that same Galatians chapter 5. 
you will notice that he says, he said the fruit of the spirit is love. Is what? Love. Now, please stay with us. God is going to, is to invest some truth unto you this morning and man, you will be free forever. You will be free forever. Hallelujah. So the scripture says in Romans chapter 8, where we are reading, it says, for those who are of the flesh, or those who are after the flesh, they mind the things of the flesh. These people cannot walk in the spirit. And that's the kind of man. That is the man that is not growing in love. The man that is not growing in love is a man that cannot receive from God, is a man that cannot know the things of God, is a man that minds the things of the flesh. The things of, you say one thing about them, they will get offended, they will be moody. If it is in the church and you are a pastor and you say something about it, they will leave your church, they will call other people to leave. That is how dangerous they are. They will gossip about you and call other people, other members who, who have itching ears, who want to hear, to leave the, 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 the church. Those are carnal Christians. They are never stable at all. You can't commit responsibilities to them. You can't commit any responsibilities to them. You give them any responsibility, they will have ever excuse not to do it. Or even if they do it, <laughs> you, you will regret ever committing that responsibility to them. Hallelujah. Is somebody blessed this morning? I am blessed. So verse 6, Romans 8 verse 6. It said, for to be carnally minded is death. To be carnally minded is death. So a, a man who is not walking in love is walking in death. Remember what 1 John chapter 2 says? For we know that we have passed from death unto life. Why? Because we love the brethren. Here he's saying that to be carnally minded is death. So as a Christian, until we start walking in love, we remain in death. I mean, this, this is not referring to spiritual death. It's referring to every form of darkness. It's referring to every work of the flesh. The ultimate of every work of the flesh is death. Hallelujah. The ultimate of every work of the flesh is to destroy your life. First of all, the ministry of the devil is to kill you. That is that. He said he came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He steals from you by keeping you ignorant. Somebody says something. That if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you think education is expensive, try what? Try ignorance. Ignorance is very expensive. Very, very, very expensive. And, and that is one of the things that is happening in the church. Most believers, their deliverance is that they need to be delivered from ignorance. Not from the demons. They need to be what? They need to be delivered from ignorance. I mean, Hagen, kind of Hagen spent six months continuously, day and night, conducting deliverance sessions. First, he called it deliverance uh, 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 sessions for the first three months. After that, 
the same people, nothing, nothing changed in their lives. They, and he said, he said it, there were all kinds of manifestations in those meetings. And then he said, now that they are delivered, they need to be loose. So he, he began to call them loosening services. So from deliverance services to loosening services for another three months, the same people, the same manifestations. Then he, after three months, he changed it to come get free services. So first, deliverance, second, loosening, now third, come get free for another three months. And after that, the same people, the same manifestations. After that, he said he was disappointed, so discouraged that no transformation has taken place in these people's lives. Yet there were all kinds of manifestations. No, no, no growth, nothing in them. Yet they were falling under the power of God, shaking and rolling on the floor. So he went to God in prayers to ask God why. After almost nine months of deliverance sessions, these people are still the same. And the Lord said, they tell the Lord said, you attempted to do something only my word can do. He said, begin to teach them the word of God and you will see transformation in them. And the same people, as he began to teach them the word, the same people were delivered, were loose, permanently set free. That after he left that church, 15 years later, he came back to that place and the people were still delivered, completely set free. And they told him, he said, we are still feeding off the teachings that you gave us. He said, they are still what? They are still feeding on the, the teachings that he gave them. So deliverance is not shaking and falling on the floor. It's just one aspect of it. The true deliverance is the preaching of the word. Is the teaching of the gospel of grace. Is the teaching of who you are in Christ. Your true identity in Christ. What Christ has done for you. The present day ministry of Christ for your life. Hallelujah. Man, we have a lot. L listen carefully. A time is coming in this ministry that we we'll almost be having services every day. I'm telling you, I perceive it strongly in my spirit. Because there are so much we need to cover. There's so much we need to teach. So much revelations has been given unto us. Much has been committed unto us. And we can't keep it. We will share it and share it unto everyone is completely transformed. Hallelujah. So to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Is that spiritual mind? Now listen carefully. The carnal Christian, the Christian who cannot receive the things of the spirit, the part of him that makes it impossible for him to receive is his mind. Is what his mind. His mind is not transformed. His mind is not what? He's not transformed. And that is why Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see that? So in other words, the God kind of love, walking in the God kind of love, transforms the mind faster than any other thing in scriptures. Hallelujah. Walking in the God kind of love, that's what transforms the mind faster than any other thing in the Bible. I will prove it to you in a minute. 
Now, remember Peter, when in, in Luke chapter 21, uh, I think Luke 22, either 21, 22, you can cross-check that. When Jesus told Peter that the devil is designed Peter to sweep and blow him like wheat, but said, Peter, I prayed for you that your faith will not fail. You know how, you know what, the reason why Jesus prayed that his faith will not fail? And yet Peter denied Jesus three times. You know why? You go back to the Gospel of John and see the questions Jesus asked Peter. He said, Peter, lovest thou me more than this? It was the love. The love of Christ. The love of Christ. In fact, Peter is the only one that we are talking about. In that same chapter in Luke, we are told that all the disciples likewise said the same thing. They said they would not leave Jesus. They said they would not forsake him. But Peter was the main man. But the scripture said when Jesus was arrested, every one of them fled. But Peter still followed. Peter was their head. <laughs> he brought himself and he still followed. But remember that in the gospel of John, Jesus didn't ask Peter why Peter denied him. He asked Peter, do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than this? Three times he asked Peter. Man, walking in love is the transforming power of the gospel. Put that statement down. Walking in the God kind of love that is poured into our spirit man is the transforming power of the word of God. The transforming power of Christ Jesus is walking in the God kind of love. 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 That is what transforms us. That is what transforms us. That's what Peter has to answer the question of love after he denied Jesus three times. That's what Peter has to do. Peter has to answer the question of love. Praise the Lord. Now, now do, you, have you, do you remember where Galatians, I think Galatians 5, 6, where the scripture said that uh, uh, faith works by love? Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Now, last Thursday, in our prayer meeting, I gave an exhortation in line with that. If you search for that word, if you search for that scripture, where it says that faith work, works by love. <clears throat> Hallelujah. That's Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. What that scripture is simply saying is that just like electricity goes through a wire, and brings light to a light bulb, so is the love of Christ to your faith. So is the love of Christ to what? To your faith. That is the literal translation, the literal interpretation of Galatians 5.6, where it says that faith works by love, meaning that the love of Christ in you is like an electricity current that electrifies your faith, that makes your faith potent, and that makes your faith to deliver results. That lightens your faith. That is what it means. So when Peter was caught that day, saying that I do not know him, 
I never met this man. What has happened to him was the love of Christ that was inside him dried up. So his faith became helpless. He could not stand before that little girl. But when, when Jesus asked Peter again, do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than this? Do you for three times when Peter answered that question, he said, Now go and feed my sheep. You see that his faith from that time on has been electrified, charged by the love of Christ. And then Peter stood and called the children of Israel. He said, Oh, ye stiff naked people. He said, Hear this, O house of Israel. You crucified the Prince of Glory. And when Peter spoke those words, in Acts chapter 2, the scripture said their heart pricked them. I mean, those words cut through their heart. They said, man, he said, Peter, what shall we do? Men and brethren, what shall we do that we might be saved? And Peter said, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Listen carefully. Nothing transforms faster than the God kind of love. Nothing transforms faster than the God kind of love. That is why if you think that walking in love is a weakness, you are making a mistake. If you think that forgiveness, forgiving everybody is a weakness, you are making a mistake. If you think that tender-heartedness, eh, be tender towards the brethren. If you think that seeking the profit of others, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, uh, 10, verse 32 to 33. If you think that seeking the profit of others, always wanting others to profit, always wanting others to succeed beyond you, always want, wanting others to be blessed more than you, if you think it is a weakness, think twice. It is not a weakness. It is strength. It is transformation. It is power. Man, it takes power. To wish that somebody will be more prosperous than you. It takes power to want somebody else to be more blessed than you. It takes power. It takes strength. But in our days, amen, it is me and my family. You know, after, after, after I buy a house, you know, after I finish building this house, I will open an account, you know, you know, put money there for all my, you know, my, 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 my everything, my, 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 nobody else. The rest, I don't care about you. God will take care of you. That is not love. Love does not seek the prof its own profit. First Corinthians chapter 10, 33. Love does not seek its own profit. It seeks the profit of others. It seeks the profit of others. Hallelujah. So when you are walking in the love of Christ, when you allow the love of Christ in your heart to manifest and to grow, if you give love chance, what will happen is that your faith will constantly be electrified. Your faith will constantly be what? It will constantly be electrified. And any devil that will make a mistake and touch you, the fire of God, will destroy them immediately. That is why a man of love is a dangerous man. A man of love is what? Is a dangerous man to the powers of darkness. 
A man of love is a dangerous man to witches and wizards. Look, the scriptures in the book of Proverbs. He said, give bread to your enemies when they are hungry or give food to your enemies when they are hungry or when they ask for it. Why? He said, by doing so, you are heaping coals of fire upon their heads. So if somebody is walking in love right now, if you are walking in love and somebody is truly looking for your downfall, is looking to destroy you and they happen to be in need and you help them, if they don't repent, they have just dug their own grave by receiving that help from you. They have what? They've just dug their own grave by receiving that help from you. If they receive that help with an evil heart, with an evil intention, they have just destroyed their own lives. They've just dug their own graves. Hallelujah. The love of Christ does not seek its own profit. Hallelujah. That is one great acid test when you are seeking for others to be blessed. Th that is one reason when people call me for prayers, I pray with all my heart. In fact, I have prayed for other people's children fervently, intensely, even more than my own children, even more than my own household. I have blessed people from the depth of my heart even more than my immediate families. I still have people that, that they keep reminding me. He said, Pastor, I, I'm a two, I remember 2012 in the, in, the, in the state of Maryland. This man in Florida, every now and then he will remind me. He said, I still remember those prayers. I still remember those prayers you prayed for me. And I can, I, I also can still remember those prayers from the depth of my heart. It was coming out of my mouth. They were like arrows. Arrows of fire coming out of the depth of my heart concerning this man's destiny. And to the glory of God, those words are still speaking in his life today. He has two houses that were supposed to be foreclosed. Those houses are still 2012. We are in 2020. Eight years now. He is still living in those two houses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walking in love is strength of character. Please put it down. Walking in love is strength of character. Walking in love is strength of character. Do you want to scare witches and wizards out of your life? Do you want to scare demons out of your life? Start walking in love. Start walking in love. That's what Jesus told them. John 15, 17. He said, this commandment I told, or, or these things have I told you, that you love one another. John chapter 15, verse 17. These things have I told you, that you love one another. That you love one another. Under the law, loving one another, is the fulfillment of the law. That was it. That was it. It's the fulfillment of the law. Jesus is saying, these things have I written to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you. Hallelujah. It is time to turn the love weapon against our enemy. Let me say this with no apology. 
the most dangerous and effective weapon of all time is walking in the God kind of love. Please put that statement down. The most dangerous and effective weapon against all the works of darkness is walking in the God kind of love. Do what? Walking in the God kind of love that is in your heart. It's dangerous. It's more deadly than any other weapon out there. That is why most Christians, they've used the blood of Jesus, now they are confused. They've shouted, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, fire, every day, day and night. They are, the more they shout fire, the more witches prevail against them. The more they shout fire, the more demons prevail, prevail against them. The fire of God, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the word of God, will work to the extent of your love. Put that down as a comment. The love of God, sorry, the blood of Jesus, the fire of the Holy Ghost, the name of Jesus Christ, the word of God, the weapons of our warfare, they will all work to the extent of your love walk. They will all work to the extent of your love walk. That's what the scripture said, that love, faith works by love. Faith works by love. That is your love will electrify your faith. Look, love is an electric, is like electric current. That is how that scripture is literally translated. Electric current going through a wire, bringing light, causing a light bulb to shine. That is what love does to your faith. That is what love does to your faith. That is what love does to your faith. It, it, it releases the electricity of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I love that. It does what the love of Christ in your heart, walking in the God kind of love, releases the electricity of the Holy Ghost into your faith, causing it to burn with fire, causing it to catch fire. To manifest fire. So when you decree fire, you see fire coming down. When you command things consume, you, you see it consumed. When you command things destroyed, you see it destroyed. So when you are busy commanding things just to be destroyed and you are not walking in love, you have enough fire to destroy those things. You have enough what? You have enough fire to destroy those things. Hallelujah. No weapon. Of our warfare is more dangerous than the love weapon. Write it down. No weapon of our warfare is more dangerous and effective than the weapon of love. Walking in love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please, walking in love is not weakness of character. No. It is not. It is strength of character. 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 A man of love is a dangerous man. Don't mess around him. Don't go near his family. You will be disgraced. A man of love is a dangerous man to the kingdom of darkness. Which is they are smart enough to leave that man alone. 
Demons are smart enough not to come near that man. They know. They know that when he opens his mouth once, the fire of God will consume them. They know it. They know it. Hallelujah. They know it. A man that is walking in love, when he opens his mouth against the powers of darkness, that is it. It's, it's a certain issue. He wouldn't need to repeat it again. It's a certain issue. Hallelujah. Walking in love releases electricity of the Holy Ghost into your faith, making your faith dangerous, making your faith supernaturally dangerous that nothing can withstand your faith. Absolutely nothing. Nothing can withstand your faith. Hallelujah. So, Galatians, uh, sorry, Romans chapter 8 verse 7. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The only way to be spiritual is to walk in love. And when you walk in love, the scripture says it is life and peace. And the word peace, in the New Testament is the word translated prosperity. Did you see that? The word peace in the New Testament is the word translated what? Prosperity. And prosperity covers every... In the Old Testament, the word peace is translated health. It's translated well-being. It's translated welfare. You see that? It is translated... All these words put together in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, bring the word peace. Health, welfare. You know the welfare system that most countries have where they provide for the citizens of their country. That's where the peace of God, when you come to the, a place of peace, God begins to supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. It means soundness of mind. That's another, yeah. It also means soundness of mind. But in the New Testament, only one word is translated when you search for it, the word peace, it means prosperity. And pros the word prosperity is an all inclusive word, it means health, it means happiness, joy, uh, uh, abundance of provisions, financial provisions. It covers every area of life, not just one area. The only way to be spiritual is to enter into the love of is to start walking in love. And the scripture says the way you are spiritually minded, it is life and peace. It is life and peace. So the one of the reasons why we are not prospering as Christians is we are not walking in love. We are not developing the love of Christ enough. The love of Christ in, in us is not growing. The love of Christ in us is not growing enough. It's not growing enough. It's not growing enough. And because it is not growing enough, we are not experiencing much prosperity. And that's the reason why it's so sad how men of God... Do. Look, let me tell you. So many men of God believe that if they don't use other means for people to give, people will not naturally give. So some of them would intentionally stand on the pulpit and lie. That if we give $1,000, this will happen to you, this will happen to you. 
they've not heard anything from God. There is nothing asking them to give. But if it is very manipulative, it don't profit them. Most pastors don't believe that. They don't believe that if they don't use natural tactics, gimmicks, people won't give. But it's a lie. When you teach them the word of God, when you teach them, when you feed them the word, when they come to a point of understanding the word, they will give. They will give. The, what, the most blessed and prosperous ministry we have today, without any doubt, nobody, no ministry can claim that title. Bishop David or the post ministry. Have you noticed the way they take offerings there? They say it's offering time. Within one minute, two minutes, that is it. Everybody is giving. If, there, if there's any issue, if there's a sacrifice they want the people to make, one minute, two minutes, that is it. And they leave it. And, and it, you'll be amazed. Even in Africa, people are able to give millions of dollars. Millions of what? Dollars. Millions of dollars. When you come to a point of understanding God's love, prosperity becomes your natural experience. Hallelujah. Write it down. When you come to a point of understanding God's love, when you come to a point of walking in God's love, prosperity becomes your natural experience. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritual minded is life and peace. The word peace there means prosperity. It means prosperity. And prosperity covers every aspect of your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Are you blessed this morning? Are you blessed this morning? I am so blessed. I'm so grateful to God that his love is growing day by day in my spirit, man. His love is what is growing day by day in my spirit, man. I am so grateful to God. I am so thankful to God that his love that he poured into my heart by his spirit. That love is growing day by day, day by day, day by day. I am growing in the love of Christ that is within me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Finally, let's go to Matthew chapter 7. I want you to pay attention right now. And to those of you who still believe that the law was written for us, to those of you who still believe that we have to be keeping a bunch of laws, this is your season. This is your moment. Listen carefully. Matthew chapter 7. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 7. I'm so excited. The word of life. Matthew chapter 7. Please make sure you are in Matthew chapter 7. Get a pen or a marker and mark this verse. Matthew chapter 7 verse 11 and 12. Matthew 7, 11 and 12. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for opening the eyes of your people to understand this word. Lord, thank you for giving them understanding. 
Thank you, Father, for giving them understanding. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I see you getting your deliverance right now. I see you getting your liberty right now. I see you sharing your testimonies right now. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. You are sharing your testimony and many are rejoicing with you. Many are praising God for your testimony. And many are beginning to believe because of your testimony. Many, many hearts are beginning to revive because of your testimony. Receive it now. It is yours in Jesus' name. It is yours in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 7, 11 and 12. Listen carefully. We are, we are about to run up, but I want you to take this home. I want you to take this home. If ye then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask? Now, if you read other translations like Mark, Luke, they use the word the Holy, Holy Ghost. Is it good things here? Good gifts. The word good gifts here, or good things. If you read the other gospel, is the word the Holy Spirit. Is the word what? The Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now let's look at verse 10. Therefore all things whatsoever you will, that men should do to you, so to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Hallelujah. He said, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall the Father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask? Now, let me, let me explain this to you. The reason why the Holy Ghost is abiding in you and I is because God's love is poured into our house. If there was no love in our heart, the Holy Ghost couldn't have dwelt in there. Hallelujah. In the plan of redemption, the Father planned that He will pour His heart, His love into our heart through the Holy Spirit. And because of His love, the Holy Spirit will abide with us forever. That's what the scripture says. If we've been evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more shall the Father give the Holy Ghost to those who ask? Because we have received Christ, we have asked for His Spirit. His Spirit is inside us because His love is in us. And the scripture said this. Therefore, all things whatsoever you will, all things whatsoever you will, the man should do to you, you do to them first. You see the power of love? Love does not seek its own profit. Love does not seek its own profit. If you, if you want to prosper, make others to prosper. Cause other men to prosper. If you want to be rich, make others rich. If you want to walk in health, cause others to walk in health. Pray for the health of others. Pray for the healing of others. Pray for the deliverance of others. Look at the story of Job. Job, the richest man in all of the East, 
lost everything. How was Job restored? How did Job get double of all that he lost when he prayed for his friends? Did you see that? That was the demonstration of God's love. When Job prayed for his friends, when Job prayed, he seek God for the deliverance of his friends, for the forgiveness of his friends. He seek God for the profit of his friends and God gave him double. God gave him double. Look, you cannot beat the love of Christ. The more you seek for the profit of others, the more you will profit. If they are profiting 100% because you are seeking for their own profit, you will profit 300%, 400%, 500%. In fact, you will even profit 1,000%. Are you hearing me? If you are seeking for the profit of others, 100%, let me tell you this. Once they are receiving 100%, you will be receiving 1,000. You will be receiving 1,000. That is the power of love. That is the power of walking in love. That is the power of seeking the love and the profit of others. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please make sure you are sharing this on your timeline. Share it on your timeline. Hallelujah. He said, therefore, all things whatsoever you will, the man should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Let me explain that to you. This is the law and the prophet. One of the new uh, translations put it this way. He said, look at it this way. He said, let let, 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 let me repeat it this way. Hallelujah. He says, this is all that the last phrase, I'm trying to translate the last phrase, where he said, this is the law and the prophets. One translation put it this way. He said, this is all that is taught in the law and the prophets. These are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He said, this is all that is taught in the law and the prophet. So the essence of the law, what the law was trying to say to men those days, what the law demanded from them, the summary of it is for them to walk in love, to love one another as themselves. And when they couldn't do that, why? Because the love of Christ the love of God was not in them. That's what Moses told them that God will circumcise their heart for them to love the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul and their mind. And then Jesus came through his death and resurrection. He poured his love into our heart through his spirit. So now Jesus upgraded the law. He took this law into a higher standard. In John chapter 13, by saying, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Under the law, you love one another as yourself. Under grace, you love one another as Christ has loved you. So when you seek for others to be blessed, when you seek for others to prosper, when you seek for others to succeed, you get 
you you end up being successful 1000%. You end up being blessed 1000%. You end up being richer 1000%. You end up being prosperous 1000%. That is the law of love. That is the law of what? Love. That is the law of love. The law of love. Hallelujah. That is what Paul devoted a whole chapter. The Holy Ghost devoted a whole chapter to write to us about the love of Christ. Hallelujah. We don't know yet until we start walking in love. We can't perceive spiritually until we start walking in love. We can't know the things of the Spirit until we start walking in love. We can't understand the things of the Spirit, know the things of the Spirit until we start walking in love. And people of God, we cannot walk in prosperity until we start walking in love. This is the power of the God kind of love. This is the power of the God kind of love. Nothing can transform your life more than walking in love. I repeat it again. Nothing can transform your life more than walking in love. Nothing can transform your life more than walking in love. Nothing can transform your life more than walking in love. It is not a weakness of character. It is the wisdom of God for your prosperity. Write this down as a statement. Walking in love is the wisdom of God for my prosperity. Write it, say it again. Walking in love is the wisdom of God for my prosperity. So the summary of the whole of the old covenant, the law from, from Leviticus, sorry, from Exodus, all the way down to Malachi. If you, sum, if you want to summarize them in one sentence, love one another as you love yourself. That was the essence of the law. That was what God gave them the law. That shall not kill. That shall not steal. That shall not do this. That shall not do this. An eye for an eye. You see that? An eye for an eye. So under the law, if you, you know, if you, if you pluck out somebody's eyes, your two will be plucked out. Whatever you did to your neighbor will be down to you. So they were to love their neighbor as themselves. But under the covenant of grace, you love your neighbor as Christ has loved you. And the, the essence, the reason why all those about 600 laws, I don't know how many, I think about 600 plus laws, was the reason for all those laws that were given to them was for them to love one another. Hallelujah. Therefore, all things whatsoever you will that men should do to you, you do even so to them. For this is the law and the prophet. And another translation, this is all that is taught in the law. And let me read this. It says, love one another as yourself is all that is taught in the law and the prophet. All that is taught in the law and the prophet. All that is taught in the law and the prophet. Love one another as yourself. That's the summary of the Old Testament. That's a summary of the Old Testament. And Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. He upgraded our love walk 
into a higher standard. Into a higher standard. So under the covenant of grace, walking in love is of a higher standard than the old covenant. And that is how you get transformed. To be spiritual is to come to a point where you are walking in love. And that is where you can now receive the taste of the spirit and understand the taste of the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? Are you blessed this morning? Just lift up your voice and give him thanks. Give him thanks for his word. Give him thanks for his word. I am so blessed. I thank God for his word. I know somebody, I know somebody, somebody, somebody has been set free this morning by the word of the Lord. Somebody has been transformed by the word of the Lord. Lift up your voice and praise him. Give him thanks. Hallelujah. Now listen to me. In case you have been listening to us, you've not made Jesus your Lord and Savior. You have no access to the prosperity that is in the gospel. You have no access to the peace that is in the gospel. You cannot be spiritual. No matter how you try, you will still walk in carnality. And the scripture says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. So if you want life and peace, if you want to walk in prosperity, say this with me, Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. Write my name in the book of life. Baptize me with your spirit and with evidence of speaking in tongues. By this confession, I know I am born again. I am a candidate of heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for setting me to the beloved. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you have prayed that prayer, please let us know that you gave your life to Christ. We want to reach out to you and help you grow in your love walk. Hallelujah. This is the most important decision you could ever take in your life. We are so excited that you did that in Jesus' precious name. I'm going to provide your communion elements. And after the prayer line, just go ahead and partake of the blood and the flesh of Jesus Christ. As you do that, his love will begin to grow more and more inside you. His love which carry the electricity of the Holy Ghost, the fire of the Holy Ghost, will fire up your love. Hallelujah. We electrify your faith in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray over the communion elements that your precious saints are going to partake right now. Whatever is representing the blood and the flesh is blessed, is sanctified and blessed. It is indeed the blood, it is indeed the flesh of Jesus Christ. Partake it for life, for health, peace and prosperity. And as you partake of the blood and the flesh, begin to walk in love as Christ also walked in love when he was here on earth. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Please do me a favor. Go back and watch this message again. Go back and listen to this message again. Especially if you didn't start from the beginning. Go back and listen to this message. Please organize watch parties. Share it on your timeline. And invite your friends to be part of the word of life that God brought unto you. Hallelujah. God bless you and keep you. This is your week. As you start to exercise the love of Christ that is in you, you will experience uncommon breakthrough, uncommon prosperity, uncommon miracles, uncommon blessings. That is your portion this week in Jesus' name. God bless you and keep you. God's cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you in Jesus' precious name. Please join us next Sunday.
as we progress in our teachings of God's love. Hallelujah. Peace. Shalom.